Hey everybody, I'm Robert Yerby, and I'm an insurance professional, and admittedly, kind of an insurance nerd. My friends and family tell me that nobody is going to want to listen to a podcast about insurance, so instead, on this show, I'm hoping to share a story or have a conversation with a guest about some relatable experience, and then show you how insurance impacts that story or topic. My hope is you'll enjoy a few laughs with me and maybe learn at least one interesting thing about insurance along the way. Here we go. Hey everybody, this is Robert. Thanks for listening. I tell you what, I've been worked up about something lately. I I feel like I'm, I'm I must have I must have mentioned this a bunch of times. I hope I have. But I I'm an insurance agent and I work with Financial institutions. So what does that mean? Uh, banks, credit unions, finance companies, credit card issuers. Uh, those are those are my customers. Which, yeah, I don't I don't have a uh, an office in a strip mall, you know, somewhere nearby. Uh, I don't do that. But I work with financial institutions, and and I don't know if you've noticed, but banking has been in the news lately. I have been losing my mind about some stuff, and so I don't, I don't know that there's a story in here, but let me, let me just, just kind of ramble on, stream of consciousness for a little bit. So undoubtedly, no, not undoubtedly, I, I don't know, I, I probably pay more attention to banking news than the average bear, but Silicon Valley Bank, Signature Bank, you heard about the FDIC going in and, and taking over these banks. And uh, President Biden went on the news and said, hey, you know, we're, we're going to cover depositors, even, even those that had more than $250,000, you know, in these, in these banks. And I've actually, I've actually been mouthing off about this, you know, for a week or so, you know, with just acquaintances I know at, at, uh, at the bar and, yeah, anyway, I've, I've come to realize, yeah, a lot of people don't actually know a whole lot about FDIC insurance. If you go to your, your bank, you, you sit at the personal banker's desk, you likely see somewhere on their desk or something that says your deposits are insured up to $250,000. And yes, I realized... You know, a lot of people aren't going to the bank. If you, if you open up an account online or on an app, somewhere on there, it will alert you. Your deposits are insured up to $250,000. That is deposit insurance. The Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation. That's what that stands for. Now, I, I also understand a lot of people aren't thinking too much about that. But there is a system. There is a system in place. And it's in place for a reason. We want depositors to have faith in their bank. I don't want to get into a whole big thing about how banking works, but you know, when you put your money in the bank, you know, it doesn't just sit there. You've seen it's a wonderful life. Come on. Your money's in Teddy's house. Your your bank is in Jimmy's business. It's it's to give people confidence that when they want their money, it's gonna be there. Okay, well, Silicon Valley Bank, they 
of course, have a lot of depositors, but but do they? Mm, it's not as broad as some banks. It's not as broad as a lot of banks, their size. It seems like they have a lot of uh, corporate accounts, not a lot of individuals. Again, relative to another bank similar in size. Well, the bank is assessed, every bank, not just Signature, not just Silicon Valley, all banks, they're assessed a premium for their deposits. So every depositor, up to $250,000. If you have a married couple and they each have accounts, they each have deposits insured up to $250,000. If they have a joint account, that's that's another $250,000 that they might have. Theoretically, a, a married couple could have $750,000 insured deposits at one institution. And there is a premium paid for that insurance. Now, I don't know, you know how deep I want to get into different stuff. I said this is just stream of consciousness, but I feel like let me just say out loud, insurance it's, it's an exchange of a premium for the transfer of risk of an unknown. Okay, when, when you opened up your account at the bank, you didn't pay the FDIC premium. The bank pays it. But it is being paid. The premium is being paid. And there is a risk transfer there. The FDIC is going to insure deposits up to $250,000. Again, the depositor isn't paying it directly, but the premium is being paid by the bank. If we were talking about a credit union, it'd be the NCUA coverage, it's being paid by the credit union. Well, okay, the president comes on TV and says, hey, all depositors, regardless of how much money they had, they're all going to be made whole. Even those uninsured deposits are going to be protected. I, I, I don't know how some people heard that. I was losing my mind in my living room. What are you talking about? And then he immediately follows it up with, and this is not a bailout. Taxpayers are not going to be on the hook for this. No taxpayer money is going to be used. The banks are going to be paying for it. Well, which, which, which banks? The, the banks, the two banks that don't exist anymore? The, 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 the entities that you hope to, you know, purchase their assets? What, who, who are you talking about? You mean all of the other banks that don't represent a systemic risk that you need to take action on? Um, all of the other banks that did not have such a small depositor base? And I, I, who is he talking about? I, I'm not. I don't mean for this to be political. If, if a Republican had said the same thing, I'd have been losing my mind just as much. I'm not sure that this guy knows what he's talking about. That's, and, and yeah, I don't mean to pick on Democrats or Republicans. Politicians often say things they don't fully understand, or, or they say things that I feel like they don't fully understand. And then, and then something happens where I, I was like, I think to myself, no, no, I think he does understand. I think he's, he's just not being 
uh, forthcoming. He or she, whoever again, whoever it is, politicians. Uh, I don't know if he doesn't know what he's talking about or if he's just not being honest. But those seem like the only two options, the only two possibilities here. I'm going to go with option A. He doesn't really know what he's talking about. This, this is how I see it, though. If what he's saying is his honest intention, he's going to pay claims for insurance that didn't exist. Okay, so let me, let me put it this way. Let's say that uh, a storm rolls through Florida, okay, as storms often do. And the government said, well, a lot of people had insurance, but a lot of people didn't have enough insurance. And so we're going to step in and we're going to pay claims for all of that property damage even if people didn't buy enough insurance, wouldn't you be scratching your head? Saying like, why, why, and what, and how, what? Yeah, people that didn't pay premiums and, and didn't pay the premiums because they didn't have the coverage. It was explicit that they didn't have the coverage. We're going to pay the claims to rep- rep- repair or replace their property. And we're going to do this because they're important. Those those people that lost their houses, their buildings, they're important to the economy. So we're just going to pay their claims. But you know what? None of the taxpayers are, are going to be on the hook for any of this. Instead, we're going to make the other insurance companies pay for those losses. Even though those insurance companies didn't do anything wrong, we're going to make them pay for it. Well, what do you think? There's some magic lockbox at all these insurance companies where they're just going to they're just going to write checks back to the government? No. Uh, they're going to have to increase premiums for all of the existing policyholders, the people that actually have have the insurance. They're going to raise the premiums for all of those people. So the taxpayers, quote unquote, they're not going to be on the hook for it. Only the people that buy insurance. Well, I I mean, I guess it's possible that's a different subset of people. Um, Not all taxpayers own property and and insure it, I guess. But we're still talking about a, a huge group of people that did nothing wrong. Back to banking. The taxpayers aren't going to be on the hook for this. All right, you don't want to call it a bailout, but all right, it it walks like a duck, it quacks like a duck. Taxpayers aren't going to be on the hook for this. We're going to charge the banks for it. Okay, again, the the banks don't just have some magic lockbox full of money where they're just like, okay, here you go. Here's your hundreds of millions of dollars, billions of dollars. I don't know. I don't know that I've seen the final price tag on the uninsured deposits that are protected, but it's it's. No, it, no I, I think I did. I think it was in the billions of dollars. Because so many of the depositors had hundreds of, hundreds of millions of dollars just on deposit at a bank? What? Is, is that common practice? I don't, I don't know. I don't have that kind of a treasury in my company. But 
I got to tell you, when I reached $250,000, I think I opened an account at another bank. I digress. The banks don't have a magic lockbox like this. No. They are going to be paying these ongoing premiums, but indirectly, their customers are going to pay this, this cost. No, the depositors won't pay the insurance. I, I don't know that I know of a bank that passes on FDIC premiums directly, but that is a cost to the bank on their income statement, and they've got to offset that with some revenue somewhere. They're going to do it. If they don't explicitly pass on an FDIC insurance premium to their depositors, they're going to make it up somewhere else. By the way, wasn't it just the State of the Union address? I'm hearing him talking about junk fees at banks. How, how, do, you, how do you expect them to make up these, these premiums? They're going to come up with some new fee. It, it isn't going to be the same, you know, um, overdraft fee. It's not going to be something else that you've already heard of, probably. It's going to be some new thing. They're not idiots. They're going to get their money. And regular people are going to pay for it. Maybe it's not taxpayers directly, but everybody that uses banks. And, and presumably you're going to have to do the same thing at uh, the NCUA. So everybody that uses a bank or a credit union. Well, uh, yeah, I'm sure there's people that don't use banks. But gosh darn it, a whole lot of taxpayers are using banks, man. What are you talking about? And I look at the list of Silicon Valley depositors that are going to be made whole. Looks like a bunch of fat cats. I don't know. I mean, I don't know them personally. Looks like a bunch of fat cats that should have known better. And they're going to have their hundreds of millions of dollars worth of deposits protected. And what, what was the, the argument? Well, they, they'd have to make payroll. And so, well, yeah, you're right. They would have had to make payroll. So the employees <laughs> might have lost out on two weeks worth of pay. And, and I, I don't mean to minimize that. That would suck. I, I get that. That would suck. But the real burden falls on the company that was dumb enough to have $400 million sitting in a bank that, you know, I, I don't know a lot about the bank. I, I don't want to, I definitely don't want to get into, you know, why it failed. But the employee then has some recourse against, you know, the company. There's safety nets for, for people that are unemployed to just change the whole, you know, FDIC safety net. And by, oh, by is that a thing? Are they, are they doing that for every bank now? We just have unlimited FDIC insurance at, at every bank? Or just the banks that the FDIC says are, are important? Or that the president thinks are important? Hmm? I mean, I, I don't know. I, I haven't heard about that. I mean, it, it doesn't seem fair, but at the same time, I, I, don't, I don't want this to go any further. I would love for somebody to go on and say, you know what? No, we're, we're not doing this every time. It was this one time. Now everybody 
you know, adjust your deposit. They don't want that to happen either. They don't want you going into banks and, and pulling money out uh, to get below the $250,000 threshold if you haven't already. That would exacerbate, you know, any kind of, you know, panic. Though the message should be, don't take it out of the bank and put it in a mattress. You know, you take it out of that bank and go across the street and put it in, you know, a different bank. You just kind of separate out your deposits. And yeah, that's, I guess if I had $400 million, that seems like a big hassle to, to separate it, you know, however many banks that would be. That's a lot of banks. That's a lot of banks. I don't know what to tell you guys if you got that kind of money. But don't have it at one bank. Jeez. So, I don't know. Was there an interesting thing about insurance in there? I, I think a lot of people that I've, I've come across and ranted to lately, you know, didn't really understand FDIC insurance. Um, most people that I talked to didn't, didn't have any idea it was $250,000 worth of coverage. So, you know, I, I understand not everybody's like me. I see insurance and I'm like, I zero in on that and I, I've got to learn as much as I can about it. And the fact that, yeah, I work with banks, so... It happens to be the intersection of two things that drive my life. But gosh, I, 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 we got to get back to some normalcy with this FDIC stuff. I, I do not want unlimited deposit insurance. And uh, I definitely don't want to have to pay for it. So, okay, everybody, let me, let me, let me wrap it up with that thought. So uh, if you like the podcast, hey, tell your friends, subscribe, rate it. Leave me a review that doesn't suck. Uh, and if you're an insurance uh, professional, producer, adjuster, and you need continuing education credit, uh, check out our insurance continuing education webinars at bmfce.com. Yep, thanks again. I'll be back with another episode soon.